Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, awesomes. Imagine if your most irreverent friend, the one with the potty mouth, the one that can send the most inappropriate texts at just the right time to get you laughing. Imagine if she put together a box full of fun stuff that's practical, stuff you'll actually use, but it's also highly hilarious and meant to get you to lighten up and laugh about how absolutely WTF it is to be a grown up right now. If you imagine all of that, that's what it's like to get a subscription box from Smartass and Sass. Smartass and Sass is a subscription box with items that are curated and personally tested by the SNS team, a group of really mouthy mofos who want you to get a good laugh in every day. SNS partners with some of the best small businesses to bring you trendy and snarky items each month. When I opened my gift box from Smartass and Sass, I was screaming at how much I loved everything. From the Make Every Day Your Bee daily calendar to the Don't Be a Salty Bee tote bag, I was dying at how great it all is. There was a candle, there was a dry erase board, there's a lip gloss, and more. I mean, Hello, you have my heart, smartass and sass, and I seriously want y'all to check them out too. You can get the big box from them. It's a mouthy t-shirt and snarky items for $49.95. In each big box, you're going to get one SNS designed t-shirt between seven to nine unique items, and it's all valued at over $90. They do have other subscription sizes available, and you can subscribe at www.smartassandsass.com and use code AWESOME for 10% off of your first subscription. I'm obsessed. I know you will be too. Follow Smartass and Sass on social media for your daily dose of attitude. Friends, a new year means a fresh start and a chance to change the way you care for the planet. And now is the perfect time to make your home healthier, happier, and more sustainable. You can get everything you need for a sustainable home at Grove Collaborative. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics around your home and your personal care routine. And get this, by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free. I love Grove Co.'s concentrated cleaners, their refillable glass bottles. They're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. They help you switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to hand soaps and more. I just finished putting in my monthly Grove order. You guys know we have been Grove customers for years. You know I grabbed some of the Shea Butter Body Lotion for Dry Skin from the brand Tree to Tub. I am loving everything from this brand, and that lotion is perfect for my sensitive-skinned family who are all suffering from dry winter skin. So join over 2 million households like mine already shopping sustainably at Grove. Go to grove.com slash awesome today to get a free gift. It's worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash awesome. Grove.com slash awesome. It's January 21st, 2022. 
And as all of you guys are very aware, we are quickly approaching the two-year mark of living in ongoing stress and trauma and anxiety due to the COVID-19 global pandemic. Well, as you know, our mission here at Sort of Awesome is always to support you on your path through life. I'm joined today by someone who is a constant source of support in my life, my dear friend and longtime co-host, Kelly Gordon. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Meg. Hi, Awesomes. I am so thankful that you are here with me to talk about this today because, Kelly, since we're in the midst of ongoing stress, how can we, in an ongoing way, support ourselves throughout however much longer this lasts? And, you know, stress is a part of life. It's just been right. really concentrated for like yes. two years. It has been. And you know what actually helped me? I heard someone say recently, this is our generation's World War II. Yes. Yeah. We're not in an actual war, although right. you could look at it as a war of health. Yeah. 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 But the idea that this is as stressful, mm. as traumatic, as upending, as marking for our generation as it was for the greatest generation mm-hmm. back a century ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that helped me to put it in perspective because I think that when we are going through it day to day and we're just like, why am I so tired? Yes. <laughs> you know, why is my brain? What? What was I doing? <laughs> and then just like that literally <laughs> happened before we started recording. I was like, I was trying to tell Kelly some thoughts I had through this episode. And I was like, nope, it's gone. It's gone. It's just out there. <laughs> it was so relatable, Meg. I do it all the time. I think everybody does because we're like, our brains are taxed. Yes. It helped me to look at it in this context of pull back a little bit. And yes, at people in the midst of a big crisis like that, like a world war, probably also were like, when is this going to end? This can't keep going. How can I keep going? But you're also just doing the dishes and trying to get kids into school and process the loss of people. And it's so much. And so we look at that and we're like, well, of course, if they were living through something so life altering, they would have known. Yeah, I don't know that you always know in the midst of it. So it's good just to remember and to be like, what we're dealing with here is really extraordinary. It really is. And so we need each other. We need to mark that and say, what can we do to help ourselves, our communities, each other manage this continual wave after wave of stress and trauma? Absolutely. Yes. Well, if you are an awesome, if you've been here for a while, you know, we love to also talk about our personality stuff. We've been talking about the Enneagram. I like to brag on this since 2015. Before it was really cool, we've been talking That's about true. the Enneagram. So we're going back to our roots with the Enneagram today to talk about some stress coping mechanisms that all of us can turn to via understanding our Enneagram types today. So again, I'm here with Kelly Gordon. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sort of Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes. You have found the place for support in becoming smart, strong, and social. And if you've been looking for amazing women to connect with and a community that will support you no matter what your age and stage of life, I am so thrilled to tell you that you've come to the right place. And if you're enjoying Sort of Awesome, come and join us in our online communities. Not only do we have conversations here on the podcast, but we are always having so many good, enriching 
life-giving conversations in our communities. You can find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook. We have over 5,000 women who gather there daily to support each other through the ups and downs, the good, the bad, the awesome, all of the things in life. And that is at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. So Again, Kelly, we're going to be here in just a few minutes. We're going to really dive in to the Enneagram. We're going to look at each of the nine Enneagram types. I will have my assistant, Sarah, put links in the show notes for all of our Enneagram past discussions. If you're new to the Enneagram, if Mm -hmm. you have missed some of those episodes, or if you want to kind of go back to the beginning when we first started explaining, we have so many that you can go back and listen to. But we thought today would be good to just say, okay, how can we kind of break this down to talk about how we can support ourselves? And like you were saying, Kelly, the people in our lives that we love and care about during this time of stress. So we're going to get to all of that here in just a few minutes. But first, something way less stressful than that. In fact, no stress, all fun. Let's start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. Awesome of the week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever's making life a little bit more awesome right now, whether it's a book, a TV show, movie, podcast, a product, just something bringing a little extra sparkle to our lives. Kelly, what do you have for us this week? I have some food. Oh, good. Yes. We're going to start the new year off with what I love to bring to the awesomes, which is food and new recipes. And you guys, this is probably going to be the soup of my winter here. This is what I'm bringing you. I'm mildly obsessed with it. I made it again this week and my kids were like, oh, this again, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) you really like this soup, mom. And I said, I do. What it is, is a semi knockoff recipe of Olive Garden's classic Zupa Toscana soup. Ooh. So if you know that soup, so that is a sausage and potato and kale Mm -hmm. creamy soup, although it's got more like a splash of cream. It's not like a thick, creamy soup, like a potato cheese, something like that. This is still quite brothy, but it's a creamy soup. So this is from one of my very favorite food bloggers, Pinch of Yum. Yes. Lindsay comes up with these great recipes and she takes all of these wonderful flavors and always makes it, I think, just like a step healthier. Mm -hmm. She just finds those way to be like, well, we could just do this to it too. So this recipe is actually a sausage, kale, and white bean soup. That sounds so good and filling. Oh my gosh. Tell it me is. everything. It's, it's wonderful. Okay, so here's what you need to know is that you're going to start with a bulk Italian sausage. So I buy up and store bulk sausage that I get at like a Target, at a, a super Target. What you don't want to have to do, I don't think, is try to buy the stuff that comes already in a link and then break it out of the link. That's an option if you can't find bulk sausage anywhere, but it's just so much easier if you can find just like a bulk Italian sausage is usually in the pork section. Yeah. uh You could use spicy or regular. I use spicy because I like it. And then you're going to brown that with some onions and some garlic. Probably I have been taking out a little bit of the grease, which I'm not a person that usually does that. But this soup, you know, like if you have a sausage and it's got a lot of oil, that's kind of that red, it's a spicy oil. Mm -hmm. It's going to sit on top of your Mm -hmm. soup. So Mm -hmm whatever. If that bothers you, if it doesn't bother you, it bothers a few of my kids. That's the real reason I'm doing Uh, it. Okay. Yeah. So the last few times I did it, you have some smoked paprika in there, some flour. So you're going to add that to your onions and your garlic and your sausage. And then you're going to put in some chicken broth. At that point, you put in some potatoes that are diced. I have been using those. Do you guys see 
everywhere. Aldi has them, Trader Joe's, any grocery store, bags of little mini potatoes. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. They're really thin skinned. They come lots of times in different colors. I like will take those and quarter them. Okay. So I don't have to peeling them because I also think like it's better for us to eat the peel. So I'm just quartering those. She says four medium potatoes. I've been using probably four cups. So however much that would be of a potato. Yeah. You need one can of cannelli beans. Okay. Cannellini beans. I don't know. I'm not good at beans. So. <laughs> okay. Here's what it is. I actually looked up because this last week I used a white Northern bean in the soup and sticks. That's what I had in my yeah, yeah. cupboard. Uh-huh. And the cannellini beans are best in it. They are really? cannellini beans. I looked it up, you know, Google. The yeah, Google yeah, yeah. has mm-hmm. all the information. Right. Cannellini beans are a white kidney bean. Okay. So they're creamier and smoother where uh, the great northern beans are a little soup. smaller, a little bit more grainy. Sure, yeah. You could absolutely use whatever white bean you want, but cannellini okay. beans, I do think they make the soup the best. And then you need kale. She calls for two stalks of kale, like removing the ribs and chopping it up. I have been buying these big bags of kale that you can get at Trader Joe's, it's already chopped kale. It does have ribs in it. So what I do is I just pull out big handfuls of it, tear out the little ribs that are still maybe in there. And then I just dump it in the soup. I use about half a bag okay. per soup. So yeah, you can kind of customize this. And then you're going to let that cook. So the potatoes are tender. And then at the very end, you add some heavy cream and a little salt and pepper. And she says, you could add some lemon juice. I have not done that part. Yeah. This is such a satisfying soup because it's got those potatoes that are warm and creamy. It's got the beans. So it's got that extra protein. The Italian sausage brings all the flavor and all the fun to the party. And then the kale brings in those. So it's really, really good. And I have been serving it with a garlic bread. If you can get it, Aldi has these, if you can find them, you know, Aldi. It's yeah. always like, you just go and it's a treasure hunt. You never know what you're going to find. You but get what you get. That's right. <laughs> you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That's, that's right. right. That's all these like, sub- <laughs> that's, that's their marketing motto. Yes. <laughs> Which honestly, I love Aldi, you guys. I love Aldi. It's yeah. kind of fun. But yeah. they have garlic knots that you can get. They're like yeah. dinner rolls, but mm-hmm. they're garlic and they come in a, <laughs> I don't know if this is good or not. They come in a tin foil pouch. And you uh-huh. stick it right into the oven. And so they like cook because they have so much yeah. butter and stuff mm-hmm. on them. It cooks right in the pouch and then you open the pouch. It feels very old school. Like I'm yes. talking about a TV dinner or something. But <laughs> if you can find them, they're really good with this soup because it just ups the garlic factor that much more. Totally. So this soup is so good. I've been taking it to work as leftovers. It reheats well. It's just <sighs> what I think you need Yeah. in these dark or cold month when you just want something that's comforting, that's going to taste good, and that has some health factor to it. So again, it's called Sausage Kale and White Bean Soup. We will, of course, have a link in the show notes. You could also find it on Pinch of Yum's website. That sounds so good. Kelly, you are always bringing us the soup that changes our lives. <laughs> a few years ago, I can't remember when it was, but you brought us the lasagna soup, lasagna soup. that people mm. still rave about. You're always blessing the community with the gift of the perfect soup for the moment. So Yes. Well, the fun thing is we'll talk about this in the Hangout, and I know that people will contribute their own soups of the winter to the list. So, yeah, if you are feeling like you need some inspiration, come to the Hangout, and we will provide it for you. Perfect. Which are awesome. Hey, my awesome is totally and completely radically different. Yours is very, like, old-school, hearty, like 3D goodness. Mine is totally digital. Okay. (laughs) It is an app that I am loving and that I am so grateful for. It's not a new app, Kelly. Lots and lots of people have used this. People have recommended it to me through the years. I've never done it. It's the one second everyday 
app. Okay. Yes. I have heard of this also. We've talked about it in the Hangout some. I also have not made the jump. So do tell. Okay. So what this app does is it encourages you and it's like so super simple. You guys, I think the reason I resisted it was like, I was, Oh, it might be a little complicated. No, no, no. It's literally set up so that every single day you keep track of one moment from your day, one second. I think they got the idea originally that it'd be one second of video, but now as technology has expanded and they've kind of adapted the app, it doesn't even have to be video. If you have an iPhone, you know, on iPhone, you can set it on a live picture setting. So you get like yeah. a tiny bit of movement. I love those because I feel like they're like Harry Potter. They, they kind of are. Oh, that's photos, a good description. Like a, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of movement in your photo. You can use a live photo. You can definitely use video. And it it can be just like a one second clip from a longer video that you took. Right. You can even just do a picture, one picture a day. Right. And so I am a person, I never think to take pictures or to shoot some video at big moments. My best friend, Catherine, is the exact opposite of me. She's one of those people that constantly is like, oh, let's get a picture. Let's do a quick video while we're here. Let's do this. It just comes to mind for her so naturally. It's completely unnatural to me. So I will often find I'm looking through my camera roll and there'll be like a week or more where I have no pictures, Kelly, no pictures, mm-hmm. no video. We've got a house full of kids. We've got activities and milestone moments and all of these things. And there'll be no pictures of it. And then I'm kicking myself like, why didn't I just take one second? Why didn't I literally take one second to capture one moment from the day? So since the beginning of the year, I've been doing this. It does send you one gentle notification and you can set when you want the notification to come if you haven't done your one second for the day. And so it has made me be more cognizant and think about like, oh, I should grab a picture of this really quickly. And it's just simple stuff like Daisy holding one of the puppies and it's like a really cute little moment. And so I'll snap a picture of that or do like a little short video. You know me, my camera roll is filled with sunrises and sunsets. (laughs) Hey, there is no shame in that. The idea is at the end of each month and then at the end of the year, you have this whole view one second and it just shows you what your month looked like, what your year looked like. But at any time you can play however many you have. And so I was showing Kyle this app. This was early in the month that we were probably like on the 7th or 8th of January. And I was showing it to him and he was like, so basically your life is Nico and sunrises. <laughs> and hey, like, Kyle, yes. <laughs> it's only day seven. You'll, you'll make it. <laughs> I do have a two-year-old whom I adore. And so, yes, there's a lot of Nico pictures in there. I love all of my kids, of course, but Nico is the one that's, he's always, you know, toddlers always doing funny things. Yep. So anyway, I've tried to be, tried to expand a little bit, but Kelly, I'm just loving it because it's making me think about taking one second to just capture a thing. Yes. And I've just loved watching it back. Everything I've collected so far, it's making me so happy. I think there's like a free and a paid version with the paid version. You can do some more things like maybe have longer than one second. Like if you want to expand it to like two seconds or something like that, you can do that. So you can play around with it, but I'm pretty sure that just basic version, it is just totally free. And it's so great to capture little snippets of your life along the way. Yeah, actually, I think that's quite brilliant. You're saying it's digital, but at the same time, it's forcing you to recognize your life every day and to live in it, to take that recognition and say, here I am, right? Mm -hmm. December was really bad for me 
it was just a particularly bleak month. Yeah. And I would say probably the best thing about December was, and it's hard because it's it's one more thing to do. However, I always make a calendar for the upcoming year based on Ooh. photos from the last year yes. for my husband. Mm-hmm. So for Corey, that's his most treasured Christmas gift. Yeah. But what I have to do then is I actually have to go through my photos <laughs> of the past year. And I yeah. take a lot of photos, so it can just feel overwhelming. But looking through those photos and remembering all of the good things that happened and yes. even just the sunrise sunset, the photos of my feet in a hammock, things like that. Right. It made me go, it hasn't been all bad. You're like in those dark yes. moments. So I think doing something like that, actually both of our awesomes here kind of fit in with our theme of the show. True. How do you nourish yourself? Right. And I think that app sounds like a great way to do it. It really is. It really is. It's so much fun. So put a link in the show notes for that. And it's not too late if you're like, oh man, I wanted to capture yeah. the year, but it's already you know nearing the end of January. No, 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 no. You can start at any time. I will okay. give you full permission. You can start at any time. You could also even do this, not even for like a month or a year. Like if you had an event, like my sister's getting married in June. So if yeah. you just wanted to do a one second collection from just a wedding weekend, then there you go. So don't think that, oh no, it's too late for me to start. You guys, you can do it for anything. And just, even if you're not a big picture taker like me, you can do it. So yeah, that's great. All right. Well, we love to hear what is awesome in your life. So come and find us on social media. We want to hear what's awesome of the week for you for sure. Kelly, we have so much to talk about because everybody's stressed. Everybody's stressed (laughs) across the board, but everybody also, we can take back the power for ourselves to take care of ourselves and the people we love. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Okay, awesomes, let's be real. I think we can probably all up our fruit and veggie game. I know it's so hard to think about how many servings you're getting in each day, but this year I want to change that. And that's why I'm keeping my freezer stocked with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is the easiest way to get more fruits and veggies into my day every day. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more. And they're all built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door. It conveniently stays fresh in your freezer. Right now, I am super into their cozy, savory items like their buttery squash and kale shakshuka harvest bowl, the tomato and zucchini minestrone soup, oh, that tomatillo and pepper flatbread, so good. Daily Harvest takes literally minutes to prepare and never uses preservatives, added sugar, artificial anything. They sent us some of the banana and cacao bites from their bites menu. Y'all, those disappeared in a day. My kids loved them so much. Daily Harvest is all about preserving and protecting the earth for current and future generations to come. Daily Harvest makes it easy to feel good about what I'm doing for myself and the planet. Go to dailyharvest.com slash awesome to get up to $40 off of your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash awesome for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash awesome. Friends, preventative care is in, especially these days. And in order for your body to fight against whatever life throws your way, your immune system has to be at the ready. That's why so many people turn to probiotics. Everyone's talking about them these days. But did you know that 99.9% of the probiotics on the market die in your naturally harsh stomach acid, even though supposedly special refrigerated probiotics are dead on arrival. But just 
Thrive probiotic is different, and here's why. Their proprietary strains are designed by nature to put up an armor-like shell when conditions get rough. They withstand extreme temperatures. They can be sprinkled into food or drinks. Just Thrive requires no special encapsulation, no refrigeration, nothing. So that what you get is an all-natural, extensively studied probiotic that's perfect for the whole family. It's effective at controlling stomach issues like gas, constipation, bloating. It's vegan, non-GMO, gluten, dairy, soy, and histamine-free. It can even support beautiful skin, better sleep, and easier weight management. For exceptional immune and digestive health, there is nothing like Just Thrive Probiotic. Get 15% off of their award-winning probiotic when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code AWESOME at checkout. Okay, Kelly, we're back. I am really excited to talk about this because you know me. I mean, get me started talking about the Enneagram and... It's going to be a long conversation. <laughs> I mean, but you're not alone in that. I have been a, like a personality test person from the beginning. Yes. I think our very first Enneagram show you did with Lee Kramer. Yeah, our friend Lee Kramer. That's right. Yes, who was doing Enneagram coaching at the time. But I know I've done a ton with you besides Myers-Briggs. So yes. this is, I love to geek out over this. I will say this. I will add this as a, for people who are maybe still grasping the Enneagram yeah. Trying to figure out why it's important. I heard somebody say recently, I lead with an Enneagram nine. And I was like, it's a great way to say it because it's not I am. Yes. We're saying, I mean, all people who are really schooled in the Enneagram would say everybody is all the types. Like, you know, we're not saying it's just where do you find the most resonance, right? right? And so yes. saying I lead with this, like this is kind of the thing that is the most, but all of these things that we're going to talk about today you might say, well, I think that I'm an Enneagram six, but man, what you said about a two really resonated. Yes. Oh, I like sure. go for it. Anything yes. that you feel like in this list, how to help yourself deal with constant stress. If it resonates to you, if you're like, well, that I hadn't thought about that, but yes. when I try that on mentally, spiritually, emotionally, it makes me feel better. I feel lighter, more able to breathe Then yes, do it. So yes. don't feel hemmed in yeah. by oh, I don't know the Enneagram or I don't really resonate with my type or that sort of a thing. Like this can mm -hmm. be for everybody, even though Meg and I are huge Enneagram nerds. <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad you said that. You know, that's one of my husband, Kyle, here's an Enneagram five. One of his biggest objections to any personality theme yeah. is I don't want to be in a box or like you said, don't fence me in. I think that definitely there's some merit to that. Nobody wants yeah. to be painted into a corner with what they have to act like or what is going to be the ultimate cure for their stress or whatever. These are ideas, honestly, that all of us could yeah. benefit from no matter what our personality leanings might be. So, right. and I know Kelly too, for you, the past few years, you work in public radio, you have been on news production, news programming for Minnesota public radio throughout this whole thing. And so it's like, some of us kind of have the privilege, I guess you could say, of kind of dipping in and out of how much we want to engage with the broader stresses of the world, but you've really been living in the trenches with it on a daily basis. So yeah. I can only imagine that from your viewpoint, it's like, <laughs> is this, will there ever be an end to the ongoing daily stress of it all? Yes, it does feel like that. Although I will say when I think about that, then I think about my friends in healthcare Oh, who yes. are truly on the front line, like yeah. they're even more that way. Like they can't get away from it. Yes. Their colleagues are quitting. They might be quitting. You're know, like the burnout is so real for there. So I'm not by any means saying like, 
news people have it so hard, but we are in that same sort of environment. And honestly, I mean, really, Meg, even if I wasn't working in public radio, my wiring is this way. I would be paying attention to it. I would be obsessively reading the Atlantic, just like I do at work. This is what I do. This is who I am. I don't know why (laughs) I was talking to one of my former students, actually, who now works in TV news. And he was like, I wake up at 6am and listen to the news and then I go to work and I do the news and then I come home and watch the news. Why am I this way? It's really hard for us to turn it off because we care. And yes, yes. but it is exhausting. Yeah. And I will tell you the awesome is that one of the things that hit me recently is that because of this unrelenting stress, I have kind of forgotten or I've lost sight of what I need. Yeah. We all are just like, I just want it to stop. Yes. I just want yeah. it to stop. Like yeah. that gym gift from the office, you know, just yes. make, it stop. <laughs> make it stop. But if it's not going to stop, like, what can we do? And we all feel so powerless because mm-hmm. we are in reaction mode so often. Yeah. You are like, okay, today I'm going to live with intention. And then things come flying at you and you're like, block that one, block that one. It's like Wonder Woman, you know, like you have no chance to live into your power. Right. But this was actually something that occurred to me in a a text thread with you and me and Rebecca, our other regular co-host here on Sort of Awesome. And we, of course, the awesomes are not going to be surprised by this, often share TikToks (laughs) that we have enjoyed and made us laugh. And Rebecca sent one and it was just so funny. It was people laughing, like it was something happened and people were like genuinely that belly laugh laughter. Right. And it's very hard for me not to laugh at that. And laughing that hard, I realized I need laughter. I don't have that kind of laughter in my life right right now. And that refreshed me. Yeah. So we don't do it every day, but sometimes Rebecca will now send me TikToks and be like, this is for your daily belly laugh. Yes. And there's a ministry of the daily belly laugh, That's especially for Enneagram 7s. So just remembering that we do have things, and maybe you've forgotten, like me, what you need. And we all need different things, like there might be different things that are going to resonate. So going through this list, hopefully will just be helpful to people. Don't box yourself in. See if there's something here that that sounds like it would be refreshing to you. Absolutely, yes. Okay, well, we're just going to start, not stop. We're going to start at the top. With Enneagram One, listen, you guys, I'm a nine. I know we're always the last one. So just bear with, we'll get there. <laughs> nines are the ones that are like, okay, we'll be last. That's fine. Yeah, the nines are like, okay, it's fine though. It's fine. Yeah, nines are, it's fine. It's totally, it's, it's fine. completely fine. Okay, Enneagram One, these are sometimes called the perfectionists. I like to call them reformers because I feel like perfectionist has a little bit of a negative connotation. Yeah. Although ones will say, we do like for things to be perfect though. <laughs> so... <laughs> My oldest child is a one. I'm almost positive. She's almost 17. And I just see so much one coming out in her. So you can imagine that during this time of things being so off kilter, so chaotic, that this very clearly is going to create a lot of stress for our Enneagram ones, especially because, you know, if we think about ones as the reformer type, they do desire for things to be well done, but they also do have that desire for things to be done right. And that's not just like, I want you to do things my way because that's the right way. They want the world. They want to bring that yes. sense mm-hmm. of rightness into the world for the good of the world. And so right. you can imagine during a time of a global pandemic when so many things feel and are so wrong, a lot of stress for our ones, right? So here are a couple of things for each of the types. I did a lot of reading and of course, 
the Enneagram lives rent yes. free in my brain at all times. So I just was like jotting down some notes for each type. What are some things we can do to deal with ongoing stress? Well, for ones, they really, really need to decompress daily because mm. again, in a time like this, but this is even outside of a global pandemic, I think ones are constantly confronting the not rightness of mm. both the world around them. And often, right. you know, ones have that inner critic, that not rightness within themselves. So ones, whether you're an extrovert or introvert daily, make some time to decompress, to just be in a space where you're not having to interact with the wrongness around you and just be able to breathe, mm -hmm. come into the present, maybe even do some focusing on things that are right, either in your external world or in your interior life, I think is so important for ongoing stress for ones. So here's an interesting thing, Kelly. Did you know that ones in health move towards seven? I did. Yes. Because there is that triad sort of a thing that goes back yeah. and forth because there's some seven and one. Yeah. Yes. So when ones are feeling really healthy, they move towards seven. They want to be spontaneous. They want to have fun like sevens want to have. Yeah. And I have noticed this so much in my oldest child who is, I believe, a one that when she is identifies as being like really introverted, but at the same time, she really craves that social mm. thing. And so for ones, when you notice that you're craving something fun, give yourself permission to feed that craving to do something fun. And it obviously, depending on where you are and what your circumstances are in the midst of a pandemic, you may not be able to go and do fun, Yeah, but you can make space for fun in your day-to-day -day life, whether that means reading a spicy romance novel or watching a comedy show or watching funny TikToks or whatever, something that will give you a break from interacting with the stresses outside of yourself, just doing something fun. If you can get together with friends, whatever that might look like doing that, feeding that craving for fun, instead of being like, no, I got to be serious. We got to stay the course. We got to do this. Let yourself be a little right. spontaneous. I read something that said for so many ones in a good way or a bad way, because of their really good at schedules. They're really good at finding ways and rhythms and routines in their life. And this has upset all the rhythms and routines. Yes. But maybe if we can say that's not a bad thing, I mean, it's not probably a good thing, but like to say, what does this open up for me though, as a yes. one, what yeah. space does this give me? What chance does this give me to reevaluate those old rhythms and routines? Maybe they didn't all work for me anymore, yeah. but it was going to be hard for me to see that because I was like, well, I fixed that problem. I've moved on to the next. So to embrace that and to, yes, exactly, allow some space to just be present or to play, to be silly and to reevaluate and not see the disruption as much as it is hard as something that has to be a negative. Exactly. Yes. Okay. The last thing I want to tell ones, I think this is good practice for all of us, but especially ones, especially ones who are under stress. I want you, you have one assignment from me, ones, and that is to take time to thank yourself daily for all that you do to bring rightness and correction to the world. You know, ones have that strong inner critic, constantly criticizing. And I think under stress, that critic's voice gets louder and louder. And ones often feel unappreciated for what they do to keep things on the right course. Right. And so ones, I want you to take time every day to thank yourself for what you have done for yourself and for the people around you to keep things on the right track. 
even if no one else sees or acknowledges it, you know, you see, and you can thank your own self for the goodness that you've brought to the world in that day. So love that. All right. Twos. Twos are our nurturing types. They're often called the givers. And so they are very deeply invested in relationship and in kind of like serving the people around them, making sure that everyone's taken care of around them. Sometimes twos under stress actually move towards eight, towards the mm-hmm. more aggressive side of mm-hmm. eight when they're under stress. And so I have a few ideas for twos. One of them is twos, I'm going to give you permission to be selfish, especially when it comes to self-nurturing. Right. And that's really hard. I mean, I think even the word selfish also has a little bit of a negative connotation, mm-hmm. especially to a two. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm a yep. giver. I nurture. Yes. But I like the idea that you're nurturing yourself. Yeah, exactly. And we talk about self-care, we talk about self-comfort, and I think self-nurturing is maybe like at the intersection of those two concepts, you know, like like, doing something that, that really does comfort and care for you in a way that is going to take care of you. We've talked about, especially in the Hangout group a lot, we've been talking about the soundtrack to Disney's Encanto movie. So many women have identified with Louisa's song, Surface Pressure. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the elder daughter yes. <laughs> theme song of life. But a lot of Enneagram 2s very much strongly identify yes. with Surface Pressure, Louisa's song, especially that line, I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can't be of service. Yep. And so 2s, I just want to have you remind yourself of who the loyal loved ones are in your life, the people who don't actively need you. A lot of times twos do identify their worth with how well or how much people around them need them to do things Mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. And so if they can be more grounded in reminding themselves like these people in my life, this list of people, whoever they may be, they're going to love me no matter what. I don't have to constantly give, 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 give this giving type to be worthy of receiving love and appreciation from the people in my life. And then one more practical thing, my friend, Julie Tupperman, who is on the show, often one of our regulars, she mentioned this towards the end of the year, when we are talking about some of our favorite life hacks, she calls it her December plan, but you could apply this anytime. And Julie's a two, she will put onto her actual planner on her calendar, she will block off time that is just for her. And so then when somebody says, can you do this? I need you for this time. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I already have plans. And it's literally her plan that she made for herself. Yeah, <laughs> her right. planner, To protect some time for herself because two sometimes can, especially mm-hmm. under stress, have some issues with boundaries and not being able to tell people no, feeling like they have to come to everybody's rescue. So literally make space in your time blocks that is non-negotiable just for you to do the things that you need to do to self-nurture, kind of coming back to that self-nurturing thing. Right, exactly. And find that thing, right? Whatever it is, so that you can feel refreshed at the end of that time. 
And it's something that then that enables you to go back out into the world and to do all the caretaking that you were born to do. I think that in many ways, the pandemic is the best of times, the worst of time for twos, because this is like, they were created for this moment. They're like, they are like leaders. They want to step in. They want to take care of people, but also because it's a pandemic, they can't. Yes. <laughs> you social distancing, or you haven't been able to hug somebody for a year. It's really hard. So it's put a lot of stress. I have a lot of twos in my life mm -hmm. whom I love dearly. And so I just watching them work with this stress of trying to set boundaries while at the same time wanting to take care of everyone. Yeah. It's hard. Yes. So yes, those are great tips for twos. All right, well, let's talk about threes. Threes are achiever types. This one makes me feel, it's kind of weird to talk about when a type moves towards our type in times of stress. Okay, so this is a little awkward for me because threes under stress move towards nines. And so, yeah, nines, we do have some unhealthy characteristics that threes tend to pick up when they are under stress because achiever types are usually very driven. In fact, honestly, some threes say that they like run on stress, like they like that stress. It keeps them going. It makes them feel like they're accomplishing things and they can be efficient and effective. But under a lot of stress, threes do kind of move toward nine and get into modes of just procrastinating, not feeling like they have energy to do anything. And threes are usually very high energy. And so those are kind of some red flags for our threes that they're maybe not processing stress quite as well. So I had some ideas for threes because one characteristic of a three is that they kind of have a mask on that they keep on a lot of the time. They don't want to allow people to see what might not be their achievements. They're really uncomfortable with the things that might cause shame for them. And so for threes, it's super, super, super important to have some time with your mask off. And of course, I don't mean your face mask, <laughs> but your metaphorical mask of being the top of the class, of being gold star on everything, to take that mask off when you're with people that you really trust and just be honest. Another thing I thought of for threes is to keep an actual honesty journal that this one could just be for just you alone because some threes feel really uncomfortable being honest with people around them about things mm -hmm. that they're struggling with, but you can be honest with yourself. You can take that time to journal out the things that are coming to mind for you that are causing you a lot of stress and strain that you're not dealing with very well. And another, the last thing I wanted to say for threes is to create some time for real rest. Threes are so driven by efficiency mm -hmm. that they can even turn their hobbies into, yeah. you know, I got to be efficient. I got to meet this goal. I've got to knit this many scarves and I got to read this many books. So even their downtime can feel really driven. And so for threes, I would say during these times of ongoing stress, even if it's, I mean, ideally it would be once a day, but if it's once a week to put some time into your schedule to really, really rest and just let yourself be, you don't have to perform for anybody. You don't have to be the best at anything when you're just resting, I think can be so restorative for threes yeah. to get that energy to kind of bounce back. When I think about a three, I think that they want to accomplish. And I resonate with a three, like a seven doesn't go to a three. Like when you look on the Enneagram, sure. but I'm like, yeah. I'm a seven with a three wing. Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of the motivations of a seven to accomplish that I resonate with. And I think that one of the things that I have noticed in me this last year is that I get so uncomfortable when I'm not moving forward when I'm not crossing yes. things off my list. Mm -hmm. Like it's a compulsion 
for me. And so when I'm doing something that doesn't feel like I'm accomplishing, I'm really uncomfortable. So trying to say like, that's okay. And you don't have to be accomplishing. And this is what's helped me. I will say this, see if it resonates if you're a three. What helps me to get over that hurdle is kind of like what you said with the two is blocking out time and saying, this is me time. Yeah. I will sometimes block out a day and I'll say, this is a day I'm just not going to accomplish. So in that way, by not accomplishing anything, I'm crossing off my goal. Yeah. Yes. So today is my day to read a book. I'm going to sit by the fire and read a book. And it's okay because this was what I intended to do. I am not putting off something else and not accomplishing. This is what I set out to accomplish. So it's a tricky thing because you don't want to, like you just said, it's really easy to make your hobbies become this thing that you're doing then, you know, like, well, this is what I'm doing. So you have to work with that internal motivation. But I will say as an example, today we're recording, it's a Friday. The day you're listening to this is a Friday. Uh Fridays are my day off work. The last few Fridays, I have taken my kids to school and then I have gone back to bed. Mm, And I fight with guilt over that, even though I'm like, you're tired, it's winter, go back to bed. But I say to myself, this is a day I can do this. And this is what's on my to-do list, essentially, today is to rest. And so finding ways to rest, it helps me to get into that space of really resting and giving myself permission to do it or getting over the hurdle that I have of I don't know that I can do that. I don't know exactly what that means. Right. Yes, exactly. And I think that that is so real. And I would love to hear from the threes if that resonates for them as well, for sure. Okay, let's talk about fours. Fours are individualists. And the interesting thing about fours is for a couple of Enneagram types, we kind of have to encourage them to get in touch with your feelings. Remember that you have feelings. Threes are ones that Threes can be very disconnected from their feelings, especially negative ones. Sevens, nines, lots of us are like, "Mm, what are feelings? Fours, always in touch with the feelings. Yes. So you can imagine during a time of global pandemic and the grief, the anger, the sadness, the disappointment, all of these negative feelings that this pandemic for almost two years has brought forth are fours are not okay. (laughs) I've been feeling things all along the way, truly, maybe even to the point of becoming, you know, disassociating from feeling feelings, Mm. which is not natural or healthy for them. And so I thought of a couple of things for fours. My sister, Emily, who's also a sort of awesome regular is a four. And I have learned so much about how to have a healthy dynamic with her through us understanding our Enneagram types. One thing that I really encourage our force to do is to identify who the empathizers are in your life. And these are going to be the people that you can talk to about your feelings and be honest about them. And they're not going to try to Pollyanna away. They're not going to tell you, oh, it's not that bad or look on the bright side or it could be worse. They're going to listen and validate that your feelings that you're experiencing are, you know, those are your feelings and that sometimes things feel good and sometimes they feel terrible (laughs) so give me an idea just i'm thinking so other fours would be good at this right but i think so yeah what are some other enneagram types that would naturally be good like if you're thinking i don't know who i can talk to about this i feel like maybe twos okay twos can be especially a two that's healthy enough to not feel like they need to fix for you that is one thing and i would say every four hopefully becomes versed in the phrasing of saying like, I just need to talk to you about how I feel about this. I don't need you to fix anything. 
I think nines are really good at listening without yes. feeling like they need to take action. But even I, maybe because I am a big sister to Emily, I in the past have felt like, well, if she's telling me about this, then I need to figure out a way I can fix it for yeah. her. In all honesty, and she's very good about this now, she'll say, listen, I just need to tell you, I'm really struggling with this. Nobody has to do anything. I just need to tell you how I'm feeling about it. But twos, again, if they're solid, if they're healthy, if they know there's no expectation for me to do anything, I just need to sit and be with this person for sure. Yes, a two could be a great sounding board in this. And, you know, I think even sevens could be too as well, even though sevens don't really like to interact with pain and those types of things. I do think that sevens generally are pretty non-judgmental people and can listen without assigning like, oh, you shouldn't be feeling this way to a four because that invalidation of feelings hurts a four, I think more than it hurts non-four types. So yeah, that, but then I'm going to throw something like a little bit of a curveball because I think that fours also can really sit with and be with people of any type as they're going through something. And so allowing yourself to be a sounding board for somebody as they're talking about the hard things that they're going through, fours are great for listening and they're not going to invalidate your feelings. And it's good for a four. One chief struggle for a four is feeling like nobody else feels the way I do. Nobody understands how I'm feeling. I'm alone in feeling this way. But when fours allow themselves in the midst of relationship to open up to other people's struggles, it can help them in a way to validate like, oh, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who's struggling with this. I'm not the only one that's having a hard time just by listening to and kind of being with the person as they're sharing mm-hmm. their stresses. And then the last thing I would say for fours is fours, the individualists are often known for being creative types. That does not limit them to just being like having a paintbrush and a canvas to create right. art, you know, right. creativity in all realms. You and I have a good friend who's a four who in the midst of all of this pandemic nonsense, she's also a fantastic cook. And so she's been sharing cooking and recipes on Instagram and just having fun with it. And I'm here to say, fours, we need your beauty. Fours are so drawn to aesthetics and beauty and to goodness Mm -hmm. in the world. So fours, if you are able to, even in the midst of a stressful time, to bring your creativity to the world, we need that from you. So bring out what you are good at. Be that individual. Be that person who is bringing beauty to the world because we could all use that for sure. Yeah, that's a great. Okay, so fives. I'm married to a five. Fives are our investigator types. Some people call them. Some people call them the researcher because fives do love to do some research. (laughs) Yes, that's right. They live for research. They do. They absolutely do. And I think it's really hard for fives to understand how other people don't live for research too. Like, why would you not want to do this big intellectual deep dive? So here's some thoughts for fives for our researcher investigator types. First of all, fives tend to be extremely private, extremely Mm -hmm. private. They really, really value having autonomy and privacy. As many fives know, especially in the early days of the pandemic, but honestly, Kelly, here we are again at the top of 2022, having shutdowns from schools and other things. This has been really hard on fives because they have not been able to have that privacy that they normally have. I mean, just here in our house, Kyla and I both work from home and there's kids here all the time. There's noise, there's activity, there's life going on all the time. 
that wasn't like that before right. the pandemic hit. And the people that they love can start to feel like a burden, right? Yes, and they, I think that's got to yeah. feel very conflicting because I mean, all of us have felt like that to some degree, but for fives, it has to be so much more intense. Exactly. Like I love you and also get away from me. Yes. Yeah. I just texted Julie yesterday. I said, every single person in this house is getting on my very last nerve right now. <laughs> yep. She was like, I know, but I only have two kids. You have five kids. How are you doing it? And I'm not a five. And so yes. fives, if it's at all possible, I want to encourage you and under stress to create a privacy zone, whatever that might look like. Maybe it's a corner of your house. Maybe it's a room in your house. Maybe you go sit in your car for 10 minutes to just be by yourself with nobody talking to you. Whatever is safe, whatever is practical, whatever is realistic, make that privacy zone a realistic thing that you can retreat to to restore your energy. Of course, you don't want to live there. I mean, maybe you do want to live there. But... <laughs> <laughs> the people around you need you not to live yeah, there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but create some kind of privacy zone for yourself. Another thing for fives, check in with your body. Now, there's a couple of types that can be really disconnected from their body, what's going on physically. Nines share this with fives. But fives are so cerebral and so in their head that they may not even notice, or they may be completely shut off from what's going on in their body. Fives, if you can, again, if it's safe and realistic for you, go get a massage, do something kinesthetic that will bring you holistically back into your body if you've been in your mind too much. Lastly, fives, I'm going to give you permission to do a deep dive just for fun. You don't have to figure out and research why these variants keep happening. You don't have to research how we could fix the crisis going on in schools with not enough teachers and those types of things. Just do something deep dive that's just fun, that's just for you. I have a very dear friend here in Oklahoma City who is a five and she's also a healthcare worker. And she texted me and, and another awesome friend of ours to say, the only thing I have capacity for right now is fluffy rom-coms. Tell me what to read. <laughs> so, you know, for yep. a five to just be like, no, I recognize right now I need something fluffy. I need something lighthearted. Yep. Kyle, my husband, who's a five, loves, loves, loves Jeeps. He has a Jeep. He's super into just all the fun to be had with Jeeps. So he's been doing YouTube deep dives of all things <laughs> Jeep just for fun, you know, right. just to give his brain a little bit of a break. So fives you fully have permission to do those deep dives but do something that's fun yeah yeah that's that interesting way. we've said before Meg you and I have talked about how my husband Corey and Kyle are very similar I think that Corey's actually an eight but there's yeah. a lot I looking at him it's a five or an eight and since the pandemic started increasingly what he does especially now that it's winter and he can't be outside as much is he has a online multiplayer game called Elder Scrolls Online in mm -hmm. fact there may be some awesomes who are aware of it it's been around for a long time it's all around the world. It's a world to explore, yeah. you know, that sort of a game. Yes. Uh -huh. He plays it from the moment he gets done with work until he goes to bed. Yeah. And then he gets up and he does work. And, you know, it's not like he's not helping out. Oh, for sure. You know, he did yeah. the dishes for me last night, but that is what he does. And he reads about it on Reddit. And yes. this is his thing. And it's like an escapism. Right. And it's something that's just fun, just for him. And so even though it's a lot of hours and there's parts of me that I'm like, oh, I can't sit that still that long. It's good for him. I'm glad that he has something. Yes. Like you said, I think that the key is the fun. Yes. It's yeah. just for fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
All right. Well, those are Enneagram types one through five. We will get to six through nine here in just a few minutes when we come right back. Oh my goodness, one of my favorites is back because if you're suffering from way too many subscription syndrome like I was, there is a way out and you don't even have to talk to anyone. Let Truebill do the work and set you free. Average Truebill users save $720 a year using Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or the ones you simply forgot about. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. When I first connected our accounts to Truebill, I could not believe how many subscriptions had snuck in over the past few years. A couple of quick taps and Truebill took care of everything for us. That's why I love Truebill so much. They have saved us so much money. Truebill is so awesome and I totally want you guys to check them out too. Don't fall for those subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com awesome. Go right now. Truebill.com awesome. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com awesome. Hey friends, even though we are dog people now, I actually grew up in a family that loves cats. In fact, my parents, even right now, have three cats. And they love those little kitties like they love their children, I'm telling you. But as much as they love them, they're not fond of the stink bombs that sweet little kitties leave in their litter boxes. Everything with cats, from cleaning to covering up the smell of litter boxes, can be a constant battle. That is why I was thrilled to introduce them to Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, resulting in dry, low-maintenance litter that does not smell. And Pretty Litter is virtually dust-free because it's manufactured with a special de-dusting process. Less dust and no fuss. Pretty Litter also arrives safely at your front door in a small, lightweight bag that can last up to a month. You can even get your litter bags auto-shipped so you never have to deal with last-minute trips to the store and shipping is free. But above all else, here's why Pretty Litter is a pet parent's hero. It has a health indicator. Pretty Litter monitors your cat's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying issues. You are not going to find that kind of innovation in conventional litter. So you guys, get the world's smartest litter without leaving home by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code AWESOME for 20% off of your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code AWESOME for 20% off. Prettylitter.com, promo code AWESOME. Okay, awesomes, we are back. We have been talking about how we can look to the Enneagram for coping mechanisms to get through times of prolonged stress. Like, for example, we've all been going through with this global pandemic. But honestly, I really do believe, Kelly, that a lot of these, these can be applied no matter what the external circumstances are because yeah. stress is a part of the human experience. <laughs> I hate that, but yes, I do it's too. true. Both of us really are the types that really hate to hear that, but it is true. <laughs> We really can't ignore it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. We need to talk about sixes. Kelly, yes. in my research, I found a great article over at Psychology Junkie talking about how to help different Enneagram types when they're under stress. Let me read to you what, first of all, I forgot to say the name of our type six. These are our loyalist type. And our friendly Kramer, speaking of her, she told me this years ago that percentage wise, and I don't remember what her source was for this, but percentage wise, 
sixes make up the biggest bulk of the population in our culture. And yeah. I can't remember if she said like in the United States or if she meant the West in general. Many people identify as sixes. These are loyalist types. And I want to read to you what this article said, what stresses out Enneagram sixes. I'm going to read, it's kind of a long list. I'm going to read some of them to you. Disorder in their environment, corruption or chaos in the world, <laughs> not having a sense of community or support, getting lost in catastrophizing, feeling unsafe, lack of structure or clarity, burnout from overcommitting and taking on too many responsibilities, not finding answers to their questions, having other people decide for them, feeling distrustful of people close to them. Sixes are another type that it's like, are you guys okay? Yeah, I was going to say, so basically daily life since March of 2020. Yes, exactly. Our friend and co-host Rebecca is a six. And I know that she absolutely has been feeling the emotional toll of the pandemic and has felt a lot of just the sixes are all about stability yeah. and safety. And so for not just like on a family level or a community level, but on an absolutely global level to have this feeling of lack of stability, lack mm -hmm. of clear answers, lack of safety, it's been really hard for our sixes, I think. Yeah. And so I really, really thought about what do we even tell our sixes to do? This is a lot, you guys. Yeah. One thing I thought of is for sixes, there is a tendency already naturally to think of what's the worst that could happen. And so to kind of take that natural tendency that they have, which can serve themselves and their families and communities really well, to take that idea and kind of follow it up with what's the best that could happen. So taking mm -hmm. an idea of like, what's the worst that could happen if this happens and follow that line all the way through. This is something I've had a counselor do with me. I'm sure lots of people have experienced this in either counseling or therapy when you are prone to catastrophizing and be like, okay, well, what if this happens? And then talk it through. Okay, if that happens, and then what? And then what? And then what? Following all the way through to recognize, okay, my worst fear, I mean, there's a slim possibility that could happen, but it's probably not going to happen. So right. it's not that healthy to keep thinking about what's the worst, what's the worst. But then sixes can also look at the other side of the coin on that and be like, well, what's the best that could happen here? Okay, so everything's in disorder and chaos, but what are some of the best things that have happened? What are some of the good? Can we mm, follow that trail that. for a little bit and be like, well, what's the best that could happen here? Sixes also really do, they're one of the types that do need to have that physical movement to get out of their heads. Five, six, and seven we know is the thinking center. All are attached to thinking things in a way. And so six is absolutely some kind of physical movement one thing that sixes report that is a stressor for them is they have this committee in their mind, right? So ones have their inner critic. Sixes have an inner committee that is constantly deliberating what's the best thing to do. And it can be hard for them to find mm -hmm. a clear answer because the committee, if you've ever been in a committee meeting. Yes. <laughs> they're not the most efficient. No, they're not. Plus, in this day and age, the information that the committee is given to make the decision changes on a almost hourly basis. At this point, yes. So for a six to be able to just walk out of the committee meeting for a few minutes and go for a walk, dance in your kitchen, do something to get some physical movement can help jar them out of being stuck in their head, stuck in that committee mm -hmm. mode quite so much. Sixes, I also want to give you permission in assignment, kind of like I gave ones, I want you sixes to celebrate your decisiveness yeah. 
because truly that is such a stressor for them is to feel like, I don't know what decision to make. I'm feeling like I'm hearing all of these voices saying, you should do this, you should do that. Six is when you make a decision, when you are owning the power of your decisiveness, I really want you to celebrate that in some way, whether it's making a note in your journal or in your planner or telling a friend or something to celebrate, like I had to make a decision and I made a decision and I feel good about it. Yes, that's really well said. Can be really restorative, I think for sixes. I hope so. All right, Kelly, here we are. Sevens, your type. Sevens are our enthusiasts, sometimes called the adventurer type. Wouldn't you tell us, Kelly, a little bit about what feels stressful to you as a seven? I feel like the hard parts about the pandemic for sevens are the fact that we're being forced into things that we don't get to choose because Mm. options are very important to us and having that control to be able to not be bored to go choose different things. And so many things are off limits. Our choices are limited. People are super important. And that has been very hard to connect Mm. with people. Most of us tried Zoom for a while, but then we're like, yeah, it's not working. And now it feels draining. So that's done for us as well. And then just the unrelentingness of it all. Mm. I think that sevens for better or worse often can find the silver lining. We're going to get out of this. And every time we seem to turn a corner, everything caves in on us again. And so at this point in the pandemic, it's really hard to find our inner spark. Yes. Yes. I also read as I was researching for this conversation, another big stressor for sevens is having to stay in one place physically. Yeah. Being stuck in one place can be a really big stressor. And many, many people have really felt the effects of that, of not being able to travel. Yes, for sure. But then also limitations within your own community has been stressful. Yeah, right. I think that one thing I see over and over for sevens is to have some kind of cathartic music they turn to or playlist. And Kelly, I know you're one that constantly, you have your Pandora stations and other things like that. You have Smooth jazz, baby. (laughs) My kids would be like, we know exactly. In fact, if they ever listen to this someday, they're going to be like, I know what mom's thinking. (laughs) You're right. That is what I listen to. And it has helped because it kind of grounds me in a way. Is that what you would say those music playlists do for sevens? Absolutely. Yes. Something grounding, something that makes them feel a little bit more solid, I think can be really helpful. You know, Jamie Golden, co-host of the podcast is I think a great example of a really healthy seven. And she has talked about having like a cry playlist. She doesn't call it that, but songs that actually evoke some emotion from her to help her to actually kind of cry it out sometimes if she needs to. Yeah. The next one on my list, this is real. It's going to sound fake news, but it's not. It's real. Something for sevens is snacks. (laughs) Okay. I really resonate with that, but I'm going to need to know more. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I came across this in a couple of different places that I was reading. Some were like healthy snacks, but then others were like fun snacks. But truly for sevens, I think there is a strong connection with food and the enjoyment of it. It's not a pragmatic thing for food. I mean, I'm sure some sevens, you know, enjoy, like you love to feed your family. That's part of the cooking part of it for you. But there's something to the enjoyment, the table of it all, right? Right. And so creating a snack tray 
making a small event into more of a celebration by doing a snack spread. I know it sounds crazy. No, it doesn't. For a seven, especially going through a hard time, just finding those little joys. And I do think that sevens are really good at that, finding the little joys in life. Yeah. Do it with the little snack spread from Aldi or Trader Joe's or wherever. Yep. Because that's the one thing we can still do is go to the grocery store. You know, I saw somebody say on Twitter recently, this was a bad January to do dry January. And I was like, (laughs) yeah. And then I also thought, you know, for me, I see the wisdom in dry January. And I certainly have a lot of friends who are just sober year round, you know, for lots of reasons. But I was like, the reason I'm not giving up drinking right now this January is because I need moments of joy. And getting to make a cocktail or pour a glass of wine is something that a is I get to choose and is different. Yep. I can say like, what sounds good tonight? Right. And it's something that I can still do that has not been taken away from me when so many exactly. little adventure things, little moments of pleasure have been taken away from me. So I'm like, yeah. I can't give that up. Right. Even though I understand the wisdom, like this is not the time for me to take away right. one of the few remaining things I have that is fun. Yes, Absolutely. We all need something to look forward to. And I do think sevens feel that on a bigger level. And so if it is, I'm looking forward to my evening after dinner drink or like my oldest, she doesn't drink obviously, but one of her best friends gave her for Christmas, a whole box, a tea collection. It's like all different flavors of tea. And she's had so much fun. It's they're all herbal tea. So she can drink them before bed. She has so much fun going in and being like, Ooh, what tea am I going to pick tonight? Exactly. You know, yes. just being able to have that one little moment of thrill, something to look forward to. Yep. So, okay. Last four sevens. And Kelly, I know this one is something that you started practicing even before the pandemic and that's meditation or any kind of technique that helps you to really come into the present. You're a longtime practitioner of meditation. And do you find that that is something that kind of when you're under stress, helps you pull back into what's actually happening in the present moment? Yes, absolutely. And yoga, I've said this before on the podcast, but yoga to me is like meditation with movement. Yeah. Yeah, So right now here in January, I'm sure there are many awesomes who are doing yoga with Adrian's January 30 day challenge of yoga. And it's just been a great reminder for me of how important this practice really is. And having this ability. And so it has become something kind of what you were just saying is choosing your tea, getting to do yoga versus having to do yoga, grounding me in a restorative way has been really important. I think that is very true for all sevens that I talk to. Having some sort of a practice that's like a meditation, whatever it might be. Absolutely. So, so, so good. Okay, let's talk about eights. These are our challenger types. Eights really do like to be in control in some way. And that can be good. We need leaders and eights are often very strong leaders. Sometimes it can tip over into a more unhealthy dynamic, particularly when they are under stress. And so eights, the number one biggest thing I would tell you is going to be something you do not want to hear. Yep. (laughs) But when you are under stress, this is a good time for you to explore and discover the strength and courage that comes with being vulnerable. So hopefully if you're an eight, you have at least one trusted person in your life that you can be vulnerable with. And eights are really resistant to that vulnerability. They do not like to appear to be weak in any way and may have, depending on, you know, family of origin issues and blah, 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 may have a lot of negative feelings around being vulnerable. 
but truly, especially when you're under ongoing stress, eights need a person or a group, a, an environment, a setting. It could even just be therapy. It could be someone you literally pay. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm paying you so I can come and be vulnerable right. in these moments. But discovering that actually takes courage to do that can be really helpful for an yeah. eight under stress. Eights, I also want to give you permission to step back. You are fantastic leaders, but even leaders need time to have rest, to restore their energy, and to let the other people in their lives take up some of the slack. And if you are under ongoing stress, this is a great time. If you can give yourself permission to step back. And then thirdly, I would say, soak up that time with your trusted people. Have some let down your guard time where you don't have to be the one who's constantly making all the decisions, right. setting the course for everybody, some time to just be. And I don't know, I mean, I don't have that many eights in my life. So I don't know if this is something that they would purposefully choose, but I do think that those could be really helpful as we're going through ongoing stressors. Those are great. All right, last, my type, the nine, the yep. peacemaker type. You made it nines. We did. Here we are. Here we are. You're so wonderful and patient for us to get here. Here we are. If you're still listening. <laughs> last on the list, but not last in our hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we nines, you know, nines are known for avoiding and man, do we love to avoid stress. <laughs> so the ongoingness of this has been definitely challenging. Another thing that's challenging for nines is, believe it or not, we actually really do love our predictable rhythms and routines, sometimes to the point of absolutely getting in ruts where we need to break out of our routines. But you know, when we're under stress, we particularly feel that loss of routine. Well, I'm going to tell you the first thing is we nine's always here. I almost had to roll my eyes at it, except I was like, it's actually so true. And that's time in nature. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned in my awesome of the week, I literally do take, <laughs> I take so many pictures, you guys of sunrises, sunsets here in Oklahoma, we get some amazing cloud displays. My camera roll has so many pictures of clouds, sunrise, sunset, taking a walk in nature. I actually have been on most days because we don't have super cloudy winters here. Now our springs are very cloudy, but we've had a long stretch of sunny days. So I've been making a little mini challenge to myself to just pop out onto the front porch to watch the sun come up, to watch the sun go down. It's so peace bringing to me. And you know, we nines, we crave that peace. Another thing for nines under stress is to do a social media detox. You know, Kelly, I kind of alluded to this on our end of the year show. One thing I learned, and I hadn't made a connection to it, to me being a nine, but I had been craving spending less time on social media and more time engaged in the tangible around me. And I think it's because nines, we cannot turn off our capacity to see everybody's viewpoints on everything all the time. So social media for us is rarely an escape. Mm. It's more like agitating. And I'm not oh, saying- that's a good. that's a good way to say it. Agitating, yeah. yeah. And there's, certainly there's plenty of nines who do social media far better than I do, but it can be very agitating to me. It's one thing to look at, you know, cute pictures of babies and my friend got a new haircut, that's fine. But when social media is more people sharing their opinions politically, socially, religious opinions, beliefs, it can be agitating because we kind of are like, okay, well, I believe this, but then I can really see their viewpoint. We can get wound up and not in a healthy way. So a social media detox for nine under stress to just really come back into our bodies 
into our present and focus on the tangible world around us can be really helpful. Okay, last thing for us nines. Even under the best of circumstances, nines have a hard time with boundaries and with saying no to things. One of our biggest stressors is saying yes to things we don't really want to do. And in times of ongoing stress like this pandemic, we may feel even less equipped, if that makes sense, to have good boundaries because nines are low energy anyway. We spend all of our energy literally just getting through day to day. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for us to summon the energy to set a boundary or to say no. It doesn't feel fair that you're like, to get to more energy, I have to expend more energy. True. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it is so true. And you know, I can say this as a nine, our key sin, some Enneagram teachers call it our vice is laziness, which nines do not like to hear because we often are expending a lot of energy. It's really laziness in relationships. And it's like what you just said, Kelly, to get to the actively engaging of something, we have to roused up a lot of energy. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're just like, I just don't have the energy. So one thing I've been doing, and I think could be so helpful for nines, especially under stress, is really finding a way to practice scripts about setting boundaries. One phrase that I have been using that's just so simple, and I feel so empowered when I use it, is to say, that's not going to work for me. And just leave it at that or provide an alternative oh my gosh, Kelly, these are magical words to a nine. Instead of just being like, yeah, I can probably do that. Or sure, I can make that happen. Just be like, "Mm, that's not going to work for me, but blah, 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 blah. And so create some kind of script that helps you to be able to set those boundaries, to enforce them. Having low energy because you're under stress, you can still lean on those scripts for help. Right, because those are the things that what we need to get it into our brain as something that's automatic, right? Yes. My kids and I were talking unrelated to anything Enneagram, but I was like, when we have things, our brain wants to find patterns and it wants to find things that are automatic because then we don't have to think about it anymore. We don't have to think about how to walk across the room. And when you were one, you did. Yes. You put a lot of energy into that. So I said, you know, we want things in our life that are just boom, boom, because it helps us get through. So for a nine, finding that script and just having this muscle memory. Yes. Boom. That's not going to work for me. I know a lot of people give nines and women in general grief for apologizing. But when I say, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me. I truly am. Yeah. Like, I wish I could help you. I can't. Yeah. Just boom. It's got to become automatic. And that will help you because it's once it's automatic, it doesn't take as much energy. Exactly. Okay, you guys, I hope this has been helpful. I would love to hear your feedback. If you think that something that we talked about today did resonate with you, would love to hear that. And if you're like, oh, I think you missed the mark a little bit on this type. Here's what I'm thinking. I would love to hear that too, because I love constantly learning what other types are thinking and how they're responding to things. So come and find us on social media so we can continue this conversation. Kelly, remind people where we can find you all around the web. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Gordon MN from Minnesota, or you can find recipes or more information about me on my website, which is kellygordonmn.com. Perfect. I was just surfing around your website the other day. So many great recipes. You've got writing from your old blog on there. I was like, I do. And I try to link, I actually just went back and updated it in the fall, like to link to the episodes of Sort of Awesome as well. So if you've missed something, you might be able to find it there. That's right. That's right. Well, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. We would love to hear from you wherever you are on social media. Hashtag Sorta Awesome so we can find you. You can just search Sorta Awesome. You're going to find us on all of the platforms. We'd love to talk with you there. You guys, we're in this together. We will continue down this path with you for however long this goes on. You know that we at Sorta Awesome are here for you. So thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.